Why, hello! Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. Legion Rex, and welcome to what is soon to be a very adventurous episode of The Gap. With me, I have my co-host, Shane, a.k.a. The Beater One. How are you doing today, Shane? Wait, shit, was this section at OP1 or 2? Because I was going to about to scream it, this and I, didn't, I couldn't two, remember three, which one it was. Oh, no, it's OP2 and 3. <laughs> I'm fine. Dude, you named yourself the lyrics to the second OP. I'm going to follow my dreams, no matter how crazy they seem, and I won't stop till I get there. You will see. We'll see. There you go. I'm good. There you go. There you go, Shane. You did it. You're all I need to have the strength to believe. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to continue that. With me, I also have my co-host, Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing pretty good. I got a glass of... Some kind of Mountain Dew. It's iced tea. Fuck. <laughs> it's, I, I don't uh, think it's... you can drink Mountain Dew anymore. I can't drink as much Mountain Dew. Um, Even though the last time I saw you, you had a fucking bottle of Baja Blast. Yeah, but that was the only pop I drank for like four days. I have a raspberry peace tea. Okay, the... can we can we talk about the peace tea real quick? Okay, sure. Because yeah, so... this is something we've discovered recently. So I've... I kind of I like to get like a little drink for myself when I come into class on Mon- uh, when I go to school on Mondays because I only have one class. So I stop at Seven Eleven, and since I can't have energy drinks or as much energy drinks caffeine anymore because the diet I'm on, I pick up a uh, peace tea, and I'm a big fan of peace tea. It's really really good, but I learned that Shane and Matt weren't really well versed in it, so I would pick up. A flavor, uh, raspberry, peach, uh, snowberry, mango, and have I given you the cherry one yet? I don't think I don't you've think gotten you the know. cherry one. No. Okay, yeah. cherry will, 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 will be on Monday then. But uh, what do you think of PC, you two? Fucking delicious. I don't know. I'm not normally a huge fan of iced tea. I like that, though. I like this a lot, though. Like, I, I like... As anyone who knows me knows that iced tea is like my fucking life force. I love that shit. I would drink it Ooh. instead of water. But <laughs> I also like tea or iced tea that like mixes different flavors, like combination teas, and that shit is the bomb. Specifically, yeah. I think my favorite so far is the raspberry one. Yes, raspberry is fucking good. Oh yeah, it is so good. I normally don't like Tea, uh, like iced tea and stuff because I, I'm not a huge fan of tea and iced tea just tastes like tea if it was like in a fridge so I think like it's it's, it's so the fucking the, the peace tea does not taste like tea to me it basically just tastes like really good juice albeit with like a little bit with like a, just a teeny tiny bit of that of, of the tea flavor and it actually works and I really like it so like mm-hmm. Uh, the one we recently got was the snowberry one, and that one was... That the snowberry like was surprising, because we didn't know what it was beforehand, and it's like, oh, it's just blueberry, that makes sense. It's just blue. It's just blueberries, it's called snowberry, because apparently snowberry sounds more artistic. Marketing. It, it's a cool marketing thing. Is snowberry an actual thing? I'm gonna go look this yeah, up. Yeah, please look uh, this yes, up. Yes, it is. I believe snowberry actually is a real thing. But it's, some, it's, it's some kind oh! of blueberry, right? Snowberry is... White, the white berries. Uh, the wow, fucking crackers. Uh, they're also known as the waxberry or the ghostberry. What is this one piece? Speaking of one piece, 
Speaking of great one segue. Piece, there speaking, we go. Of one, speaking of One Piece, the Gap. Yes. Uh, with we here at the Gap, we are going to be doing more One Piece because the randomizer. The gods us. have smiled upon us. <laughs> upon us, and uh, we're also going to be covering some simulcasts. We're also going to be talking about some news and whatever else. We talk about we might talk about more iced tea. Who knows? We might have an iced tea section of the podcast now. Who knows? Uh, but uh, in any case, let's start off with how you know basically. Session. Uh, we're reaching about um, two thirds, two thirds, three quarters away from the season at this point. We're almost, we're pretty much in the final. Once we get into December, which by the time this episode will go up, will be pretty much in a week. Uh, We'll be in the final stretch of the season. That being said, is there anything anyone wants to talk about prior to the home stretch of the season? I feel like Spencer has quite a bit to talk about because he caught I, up on a bunch of I stuff. I caught up on a bunch of stuff. So, and I have he, like nothing to talk about other than a few quick little. Hey, this is doing this, and I like it. Uh, yeah, let's do Spencer first then. Okay, so I so okay, so I got caught up on my hero. Season four. Mm. Um, Unbreakable Red Riot made me cry. Unbreakable, dude. Oh, my God. Like, literal tears of joy at, like, leaving my body. I was crying when I saw that, when I watched the scene. Because I'm like, we're all caught up. Yeah, well. We all, for the most part, I mean, I'm caught up. I don't know, though. I mean, we're all caught up because we've read the manga. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm two chapters behind on the manga, but I've seen like pretty much everything this season is going to cover. So like... yeah, we're caught up on both what this is going to cover and for the most part of the manga. So we knew this was going to happen. We've seen the panels. We've read it. Uh, did any of us, uh, Matt? Have you seen? seen I've seen. One? I've seen the fight at least. I haven't seen the okay. whole episode, but I've seen uh, the fight. Did we expect it to look this good? I mean, okay. I shouldn't say that anymore because every time I go, oh, they're going to this part, I I, I wonder if Bones is going to do a good job. It's fucking Bones. Bones. (laughs) It's Bones. I shouldn't doubt them anymore. It's it's Um, one of those things. It's like the the United States of Smash thing all over mm. again where it's like, you know they're going to do it justice, but you didn't know they were going to go that fucking hard with it. Yeah, And this is exactly what that is. Like, and this is such a, in the context of the arc as a whole, this is such a small moment, but they they went full ham with this, and I'm so happy. It's such a small moment because it's, it's I think the genius of what, of where this plate, of like this placement is, is the fact that it's, if this was any other, this would not have worked if it was any other character than Kirishima. This would mm-hmm. not have worked, but it's because it's following Kirishima, who, at least at this point in the in the anime, at least, is a character we haven't seen a whole lot of outside of the sports festival. I mean, he's there, he's exists, he's got his powers, and he's a, he's kind of a fan favorite. He doesn't really do a whole lot, so to see him basically get a whole episode to himself. And have a focus, and then this happens. It it it's it uh, it what makes it work is that this is almost kind of like a mini like, uh like, like kind of like a mini story in itself, which I think makes it work. Mm-hmm. 
and the fact and and like the unbreakable is like almost like a pay- like it's like an emotional payoff for everything that the episode was building up and this section is building up to. Uh, plus, it just looks cool. I mean, look at him. It looks fucking I, radical. Yeah, and props to Justin Cook for giving probably his best performance as the character here. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, oh, my God, he's so good here. This is uh, It's it's interesting because Kirishima is supposed to be basically your, your more kind of machismo, ma- masculine, strong hero. He's kind of his basis in teams. Like, you have... Uh, Todoroki, which is your more, like, strategic hero, you know, quiet, smart. You have Deku, who's starry-eyed. You have Bakugo, who's angry all the time. Angry. And then you have And then you have Kirishima, who's kind of a surprise when you actually get into his character. Because he's – his hero outfit and his quirk is all about, like, standing strong mm-hmm. and being tough. And kind of when he can't do that, when he can't protect his friends, uh, it really gets to his self confidence. It, it he doesn't know how to take that because he's supposed to be the strongest and the most sturdy of the group. That's his role. That's what he believes he is. So when uh, Trigger gets in- introduced, which since now that I'm reading Vigilantes, I'm like, oh shit, that's Trigger. That's that's the main kind of drug part of Vigilantes. So once that gets introduced, and you you see him like being frightened that he can't protect all these people, that he's going, that he's not, for lack of a better term, he's not hard enough. He's not. <clears throat> I know it sounds weird, but like. That's kind of what he states. I mean, like, I'm it, like in his monologue, he's just like more, harder, harder, more. Yes. So it's like, and I'm, like and I'm like, yes, that's what I say every time I'm in bed with a woman. So like, harder. These are children, Matthew. They're fifteen. <laughs> they are children. Well, uh, look, you left the opportunity wide open. I, I did. I just, I, I just, I just walked through the door, dude. I, I did. That's my fault. But uh, cool. That, that is an, an emotional scene. And yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's a blip. It's nothing important. But for Kirishima, it's one of the most important scenes that he has. Is finally being able to protect the people that he needs to. Yeah, this is not the only thing this season he's going to get either. No, uh, no. Once you no. get up to Rafa and whatever, and the stuff at the raid, oh. Boy. And there's also um at the end of this episode they also tease the Mina flashback, which we don't see entirely, but they tease it. I yes, do think do. we're going to get it. Oh, how much expand? How much expansion do you think they're going to do on that flashback in the anime? Like how? Like how? Well, <sighs> it might get. It might get. Like a couple new scenes. Yeah, a couple new scenes. If I, I, don't re- if I remember, episode, if I remember correctly it's... from the manga, it's like the beginning of the next chapter. Is that flashback? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, no, the, the the flashback is in the middle of the rapper fight. It's been a while. So, <laughs> yeah. So we have. So basically, after this fight is the meeting, and then we go to the raid, and then we'll do. Then it's the Sun Eater stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then it's the Kirishima stuff. Which, 
which I'm will take excited. up at least two episodes because there's so much of it. So I'm excited to see. Um, uh, I'm excited to see what like what now the new people think about Sun Eater now that they've seen his quirk in action. Uh, they're gonna. I think his fight's gonna be a. I'm so excited for his fight, dude. I love oh, Sun yeah. Eater. I love that man. I think he's one of he's one of like one of my favorite characters, and I. Mm! Who so who voices Amajiki? Uh, uh, Aaron Dismuke. Okay, that. Yeah, Aaron Dismuke is the voice of uh, Amajiki. Uh, but uh, yeah, that uh, my hero, really good. Um, fucking uh, God, what's Chizaki again? Kevin Goff. Uh, Chisaki? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, Kevin... Just call him Overhaul. What the fuck are you doing? Overhaul. Overhaul. <laughs> That's For God's first sake. Game, though. We don't call Kirishima Red Riot. Yeah, but everyone knows him as Overhaul. I call him Birdman. There you go. Birdman They're or fine. the whatever the really long subtitle is that I don't remember. The Man with the Fucking Mask. Enough. Birdman, or the fucking long-ass title, I don't know. The I don't Quest give a for shit. the Toast, or whatever, I don't know. The Unexpected <laughs> the Something toast. of Ignorance. Yeah, the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Who, virtue who gives virtue. a shit? My Hero. My Hero. But yes, uh, Overhaul, voiced by Kellen Goff. Fuck, Kellen he's Goff. good. He's so good. I'm blown away, dude. This man somehow got 100% of what Overhaul is. In my it, it when I was reading in my like internal voice for overhaul, that's what it was. It was a weird, cocky, but also nonplussed. And most importantly, the character needs to sound tired all the time. <laughs> like he is fed up with all of your bullshit. At a constant 100% level. And he continues to blow it out of the park. And that EV is the best. It's really good. Um, then really short, like like very brief. Uh, Babylon is fucked up. Mm. And that's all I'm going to say. Is that Babylon went a step beyond what... Even I expected from Babylon. All I have to say about Babylon in my spiel is that it continues to be one of the most surprising shows this year. Because it, it keeps going just that further step beyond. I don't. Plus I did not expect 99% of what happened in this show. From the ending of the first episode to the ending of this episode. The ending I'm of like, the first I'm... episode in retrospect is, is like child's play compared yeah, to like what we got play. now what we got now, but I don't think anything for a while will beat the end of this episode. Like, not spoiling anything, but holy shit, if you like good fucking mysteries, and some, and you like things that are dark and twisted, you owe it to yourself to watch Babylon, because it is nuts. And it keeps on pulling these small little parallels to monsters. And if you know Monster, then you basically know how fucked up it can get. Um, Babylon's surprising me to no end. 
And lastly, I want to talk about Kinkiko Sherlock, because that was the last one I really got caught up on. Um, Kabukiko Sherlock is fun. It's colorful. It's wacky. It's a, it's the exact opposite of Babylon in both tone as well as mysteries. Yeah, you said you told me before we started recording that you experienced like tonal whiplash going between the two. Yeah. Um, for the first time since I've started watching anime, uh, the localization team used the word fat. Oh yeah, they did. I oh yeah, they did. I had Matt listen to, to the line delivery, and yeah, they used the word "fat," and I, I I was racking my brain, but I've never heard that word used in a dub before. I don't think I've ever heard that word used outside of normal outside of internet slang. Exactly, uh, but it's used, and while like they're murders, the fact that Sherlock Holmes does. In, like terrible Rakugo performances makes it hilarious because he's a he's a bumbling buffoon, but he can solve problems, which is better than the BBC version where it's just like, hey, Sherlock Holmes is a drug-addled psychopath. But also, he gets everything right. He doesn't even have to try. Exactly. This is like there's detecting, like there's actual detectives and like internal workings and you can figure the stuff out um Com- compared to bbc sherlock where it's like oh yeah i solved this case off screen Deal also with it. i solved it in two seconds because i'm sherlock yeah you're now, a fucking more idiot drugs. go home idiot this guy's like i'm gonna end every episode with a fucking pun also you get to okay you don't get to see it but you get to see uh, the, the the third ep- the fourth episode is in a bat is, is is in a bathhouse and Sherlock gets out of the the hot springs walks in front of a man wearing a baboon head and just flaps his dick to get the water off. It is insane. And watch Kabuki go Sherlock. It's nuts. Like just imagine Sherlock fucking helicoptering his dick around in a hot spring. Exactly. Oh Voiced by Ian Sinclair. Ooh. Uh, Oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ian Sinclair, man. Dude, I don't know what role he's having more fun with, whether it be Sherlock or whether it be um, his character from Fire Force. No, it's Brooke. It's obviously Brooke, (laughs) whatever he plays him. Well, yeah, but he he hasn't played Brooke in a while. Uh, Well, uh, soon. Yeah, soon, yeah, but like... I'm talking this season, Ian Sinclair, not One Piece Ian Sinclair. One Piece is its own weird time capsule, but we'll get to that. One Piece is a time capsule for all Funimation employees, except for he who should not be named. Yeah. Sorry, Redacted. Who only voiced the character in one thing before he was fired. Yeah. Anime is good. Uh, This season continues to, like, fall is a weird season because not only do like all the absolute bangers for OPs come out, but it's like always been the most consistent season. Usually. Yeah. But yeah. Shane. Um, like I said, I don't have much in-depth stuff to talk about. I just have a, a few quick little updates like, Hey, 
this is what I think. Um, we already talked about Babylon, so moving past that, but we'll watch it. Um, Blade of the Immortal, the last episode I watched, made me scream fuck you at the TV. In a good way. Uh, so watch that. Uh, it's still my pick for best of the season. Um, oh, shit. Stars Align continues to shake me to my fucking core. That's what I'm Every single on, time. Dude. Without fail. And I expect it to do the same for the weeks to come. Someone's gonna die. I'm I I'm just like someone's gonna get the shit kicked out of them and it's not gonna be fun. Uh what? fucking fucking lady what I don't Um Red Ride Unbreakable made uh. me hard as well as Kirishima. So there's that. Um Vinland Saga just had one of its best episodes where we had Thorkel versus Thorfinn round two. I need to catch up on Vinland. I don't fucking I need to catch up on that shit because that shit's same. I'm not spoiling dopest. anything on this fight, but someone gets kicked through a tree. Probably Thorfinn, because <laughs> that man can never have anything good ever happen to him. Um, and the last thing I have to talk about, which is I actually dropped a show recently. Oh, yes, and you did. um. It's one I that I think people saw coming for a while, because every time we've talked about this show, it's like, oh, you're the only one who's really enjoying it, because everyone else is like, uh, I finally dropped Fairy Gone. Yeah, you dropped really, it. Really, eh? Yeah. Keep in is mind, just- this does not mean that it's bad. If you like this kind of fantasy show, you will like Fairy Gone. However... Especially lately, I've finally started to understand where people are coming from when they say the world building is overwhelming. Because it's it's gotten to the point where the lore and the world building behind everything is like 99% of the show. But it's also gotten to the point where I can't fucking follow it anymore. Because it makes no goddamn mm. sense. Like, it, it's so up its own ass with its own lore that it's just everything is just so... Focused around like, oh, what are we doing? Well, we're here because back in the ancient times, this one person found the black fairy tomb that brought the end of humanity. Like, shut up! Just <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> Just get to the get to this the is, main plot, please. This is why we save a lot of that like extraneous world building, like the ones, the stuff that you know, like the small stuff that doesn't matter to like supplemental material. And it's like. Don't get me wrong, Farragon is good. Like it's it's consistently a good show. It has a de- it has a good production. I like the characters. Uh, it's just when you're so up your own ass with your own lore to the point where I don't even know what's going on anymore. That's just bad. That's just bad writing. And I'm sorry, I can't I can't fucking deal with it anymore because I know it's- I got halfway through. What is it, episode 16? I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Either I trudge through the rest of this, and then next week it'll probably be the same thing over again. Or I just stop now. And I decided to worry stop about it again. Now. Yeah, so so fairy gone is what we call gone. <laughs> I if you didn't make that joke, I would have. Because <laughs> we're both terrible. 
Yeah, we, we both make bad puns. So. But yeah, j- just keep in mind, this doesn't mean that's bad. Uh, d- this show is good. It's just, stop. Stop with the fucking lore and the world building. Focus on the main goddamn plot and what's happening in the present. Instead of having everyone just talk about ye olden times. <laughs> what our ancestors did hundreds of years ago t- for us to get to this point. Just shut up. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, why are you here? Ah, uh, yeah. I was asked a random person on the street. Ah, uh, yes. Well, thousands of years ago, my family was born. <laughs> it's just... And it's not like, again, it's not like that kind of stuff is bad, but when it gets to the point where I can't follow what's fucking going on anymore, that's bad. And that's ultimately why I dropped it. So, you know, proceed with caution if you're interested in Fairy Gone, because uh, they will not shut up about things that are probably relevant, but aren't framed as relevant in the present context of the show. So whatever, I'm, I'm done with it. Right, and that that's it? all I got. Yeah, big in. All right, so in that case, I think we're done with simulcast. I think it's time we can move on to the news. Oh, all no, right, oh, so- oh, JoJo is right next to me. He's also interested in his news. He's ready for news. News pup on the scene. There's no, there, there, there's no JoJo news. I apologize, JoJo. I I'm sorry, you. buddy. There's no JoJo news. Just look me in the eyes with a sad expression. What I the say. fuck are you talking about? What do you mean? There's no JoJo news. In any case, we have, a, we have a couple. We have we have more news than last week. More news than usual. Uh, it's been so pretty yeah, dead so, lately, so and pretty deadly. So it's actually nice to see that we actually have some, you know, actual news stories to talk about. Our first news story is is about more stuff of dealing with the aftermath of the Kyoani fire. We're still dealing several months out, and we're still dealing with the fallout and the aftermath of what happened. And, of course, one of the things that was going to happen inevitably was delays uh, due to the you know, due to the tragic events that happened back in July. So specifically, so specifically on their film productions, uh, they have both Kyodani has announced that both of their film productions on both Violet Evergarden and Free have been delayed. Uh, let's uh, so let's uh, let's talk about that. First of all, let's talk about the Violet Evergarden one. Uh the official website for Kyoto Animation's Violet Evergarden, the movie anime film production, announced on Saturday that the film's production committee has rescheduled the film's opening to Friday, April 24th, 2020. The committee thanked the stands for their support and noted that the director and staff are working with all their hearts and strength on the production. The film was initially, originally slated for January 10th, 2020, before being delayed. The franchise's separate side story anime film titled Violet Evergarden, Eternity, and the Auto, Auto, and the Auto Memories Doll opened in theaters in Japan on September 6th. While the theaters originally planned to screen this anime for two weeks only, the anime has extended its run several times and it's still playing. The anime held its world premiere as planned in any magic convention in Mannheim, Germany, which ran from August 3rd to 4th. So this is not surprising that the Violet Evergarden anime got delayed. Uh, Violet Evergarden film got delayed. We probably expected it was going to get delayed. However, it is nice to. See. However, it's. I think it's telling to see. I think how much they had done. The fact that it only got delayed a couple of months. Yeah. So uh, they, this movie was mostly done by the time the uh, arson attack happened. Yeah, mostly. Uh, which makes. Yeah, uh, I also suspect that maybe the fact that you know their side story anime is still in theaters right now might also play a decision yeah. <laughs> into fucking delaying this uh, because uh, they pro- because the because Violet Evergarden the the that movie is actually making a butt ton of money 
so and Violet Evergarden is like in this like it's already like I think their second like second highest grossing film I think or something like that. So like it's so I would not be shocked that if if like we get even more Violet post the movie because this it obviously in Japan Japan's like fucking eating it up. So um, of course the other film, however, was was their ad was it was their next free film. You know, Kyoani's basically their big cash cow franchise. Um, so let's read up on that. The official website for Kyoto Animation's free anime franchise announced on Monday that the planned summer 2020 opening date for the franchise's all-new anime film has been delayed due to various circumstances. The announcement assured fans that the director and the rest of the staff are hard at work to make a film that will meet expectations of fans. The site announced a new release date for the film once it has been determined. There is no, there's currently no, as of recording this, there is currently no release date for the film. Uh, the franchise's most recent entry was Free Road to the World Yume, which opened on July 5th and was a reconstruction of the Free Die to the Future television anime series, as well as a bridge to the new film. Free Die to the Future premiered in July 2018. Crunchyroll streamed the anime as it aired in Japan, and Funimation streamed an English dub. Uh, Shane loves Free. Uh, it's uh, good. It's good. However, he did not watch the new season. I didn't because- watch the new season because... <sighs> Because this is one of those shows where the movies are canonical and you need to watch them beforehand. But I didn't have access to them because Funimation didn't have them on their service. Now they do. So now I can go back and watch those and then finally watch season three. But yeah, yeah, that's why I couldn't watch it while it was (laughs) airing. Because of course. (laughs) The movies are important to the plot. I hate when studios do that. It's so stupid. You foldable. Fucking. Thank God I read the manga for Demon Slayer. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I mean, you were going to see the movie regardless. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's Aniplex. So who's we to got, say whether or not we we'll actually get it? And we got Promare, so. But mm-hmm. listen to me. We didn't get. Well, we actually, we did get One Piece. We just didn't we did, see we it. We got One Piece super late. Uh, yeah, so I'm still pissed about that. I'm still yeah. That's that. Fun, I will never forgive Funimation. And also, we never what we never fucking got Bunny Girl. No, uh, we never got Bunny one. Girl at all. Which was also oh. Aniplex. So hmm. <laughs> telling. Yeah, I hate but, you. But yeah, the free anime film. Uh, will the free anime film currently has no release date? It's likely it will probably come out sometime next year, probably during the fall. Uh. The fall. Who knows? We'll get a release date eventually. Moving on. Uh, moving on. Let's move on to some news about Vinland Saga, as we are fans of that Vinland Saga. Uh, and that in that Vinland Saga is entering its final. Its manga is entering its final arc. Sorry, what? Matt? Vinland Saga and its manga are entering the final arc. Right, right yes, Matt? V- Sanga, yes, Vinland Saga. <laughs> Uh, my, my favorite. Sanga de Vinland. It's a Dreamcast Sa- game. Sanga <laughs> de Vinland. It comes uh, with Maraca controllers. <laughs> fuck off. Monk, uh, here, here's, the, here's the new story. Manga creator uh, Makoto Yukinomura posted on Twitter on Sunday that he started drawing the fourth and final arc of his Vinland Saga manga. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, hold up a fuck. <laughs> fourth? <laughs> Yeah. It only has four arcs? Yeah, but arcs are, like, fucking long as shit. What the fuck? 
In Twitter posts, he stated that Vinland Saga manga was divided into four parts. The first part included the War Arc, the Slave Arc, and the Eastern Expedition Arc. He added that the final arc will be more than 50 chapters long, with more than a thousand pages, and will take several years to complete. Oh, who would have fucking guessed? Uh, Yukimura launched the series in Kodansha's weekly shonen, uh, shonen magazine in 2005, but Kodansha moved the series to afternoon later that year. Uh, Kodansha published the manga in 22nd volume on June 21st. The manga received the Best General Manga Award in Kodansha's 36th Annual Manga for Volume Awards in 2012, and it also won the Grand Prize in the Manga Division in the Ministry of Cultural Affairs 13th Jap- Japan Media Arts Festival Awards in 2009. Uh, yeah, Vinland Saga arcs are long. Uh, they're very long. In fact, the Eastern Exposition arc, which is also known as the War in the Baltic, is like 120 chapters, and half of it is one battle in the Baltic. And they're just uh, on so like, the Baltic Sea. They're in the Baltic Sea. You you told boat. me about this before. <laughs> yeah, so... And if you're watching the anime, you know that Vinland Saga, as good as it is, is also paced like a snail. Uh, it's so slow. <laughs> but it's, it's good. So- I love it. Don't get me wrong. I do. But I was also the only one of the three of us that had the balls to just be like, listen, this is a good anime. It is paced glacial. (laughs) And I'm okay with it if every so often I get a cool thing. But there was a stretch where it was just like repeating the same formula like for like four or five episodes in a row, and that's some bullshit. Yeah, it, yeah. Villain Saga is pre- it's pretty slow paced. Uh, however, uh, I do trust uh, Yukimura because because un- Yukimura has apparently had the entire storyline planned out from the get go. Like the entire storyline of Vinland was planned out from the start, and. And he's basically wrapping it up as he wants it. I hope, I, 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 re- I really hope that we get like this entire manga animated. To be honest, Studio yeah. Wit, go do it, do it, Studio yeah. Wit. I'm a, See, I'm a love that. How many? Any idea how many chapters there are for Vinland right now? Uh there's like almost two hundred. Okay. And this is only covering the first like fifty three. This this adaptation. Well, if so, if. Which is the war? If, if Wit is adapting Attack on Titan in full, I think they could do the same for this. Even though this is longer, like substantially longer than Attack on Titan, we'll need to wait on DVD sales, Blu-ray sales. I think for Vinland to see how well it actually does. Uh, I suspect it will because Vinland's a popular manga, so I think it's. I suspect it will. Plus, it's like got the like from the makers of Attack on Titan slapped on it. Yeah, so it's gonna make money from the makers uh, of <laughs> Attack on Titan. The ancient Megas Bride, Seraph of the End. Cavanary, Cavanary Co- <laughs> comes a show that's paced like molasses. Comes uh, a show that's slower than my grandma on a roller coaster. I don't. Fuck. Is it Cavanary? Cavanary uh, of the Iron Fortress. Cavanary Ca- okay. Ca- of the Iron Fortress. Cavanary. It's kind of bad. It's uh, it's Attack on Titan light, and by that I mean. Uh, <laughs> In quality I don't care. Well. Fuck you. I enjoyed it. Like <laughs> it, 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 it's pretty. No, like I enjoyed it quite a bit because it was unique. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Unlike <laughs> Attack on Titan, which is cough cough garbage. Oh. oh. Whoa. Uh, whoa. That's right. Whoa. That's, 
That's Attack right. Attack on Titan is so bad, it killed my mother. Whoa! Attack on Titan is so bad, it started and then ended the Holocaust. God, you guys are like volcanoes right now. God. The hot, the hot, the, the hot takes. Are the just, hot takes. Holy the shit, hot takes. we're going to get called out on Twitter.com. Oh, at oh, the Gap damn. Podcast. The Gap Podcast is about to be canceled. <laughs> We don't even have a our own Twitter specifically for the Gap, but you know what? It's canceled. We do. Yeah, we do, you idiot. <laughs> Nobody uses it. Yes, we do. Yeah, we, um... we just posted every episode on it, you fucking clod. Wait, do you? You, you fucking troglodyte. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> am I even following? Are you following our own fucking page? Are you page? following our own, your own podcast? Is it the Gap podcast? Yes! <laughs> I post every okay, new episode on there. I am there. following it. I am following it. Never mind. I am following every it. Every okay. two weeks, I post the new episode on that page. You fucking coward. You're right. <laughs> God, if anyone's getting canceled, it's you. I can't oh fucking believe this. <laughs> Oh you two, God. you two were were nice enough to make me an honorary co-host, and I forgot if I uh, followed. Uh, uh, yeah, and you know uh, what? And, and that it, that position's all, getting revoked. All five devoted viewers of the Gap, yeah, go fucking to at Beery Burton and cancel him. Cancel Spencer. <laughs> I'm gonna get. <laughs> listen, you you joke, but I'm gonna get a random fucking tweet in the middle of the week that's like your ass is canceled. I'm gonna be like, wait, what? No, you're go go to at Beery Burton with two E's. Uh, DM Please. him something mm-hmm. stupid like you smell. And then, <laughs> I, I'll know. I'll know that I smell. Or you're a butt. Yo, yo! All you need to do is just ask Spencer who Joe is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can, let's move on. All right, let's move on. All right, with that, <laughs> with that. Uh, let's uh, move on to our next news story, which is about a anime about an anime sequel that I'm so fucking excited about because I had no idea this was gonna fucking happen. But here we go, uh, Megalobox. It's coming back. Uh, Megalobox. Let's read. Uh, staff of the original anime series Megalobox announced an anime in New York City on Saturday that Megalobox Two is in development. The thirteen anime, ep- uh, the thirteen episode anime, premiered on TBS in April two thousand eighteen, and Crunchyroll steamed the series as it aired. The series' English dub premiered on Adult Swim's Toonami Block in December. The show's home video licenses in Japan featured the new anime shorts. Visual Media licensed the anime and released it on home video. In June, the anime celebrates the 50th anniversary of the Iki Kajiwara pen name Asuo Takamon and Tetsuo Chiba's Ashido no Joe manga, and it features an original story. In the new story, a man named JD participates in a fixed boxing matches in an underground ring in order to live. Today, he enters the ring again, but risks encounters a certain person. JD wants to take out a challenge that risks everything. So we all watched Megalobox, and we all loved Megalobox. Uh-huh. Megal- uh-huh. Megalobox was my anime of the year, aside from Place Further last year, so it, it was yeah. up there, dude. Yeah, this was one of my... Yeah, it was all It was all in our top tens, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was absolutely one of the best shows from last year. However, we weren't unsure... We were unsure if it was going to get any more, because while... But uh, DVD, uh, Blu-ray sales aside, which, yeah, it didn't do very well in Blu-ray sales in Japan, it was also pretty much a self-contained, like, a self-contained story with no continuation, I can see. 
the uh, it had the thing with sorry to interrupt, but the thing about Megalobox is that sure the ending was pretty conclusive, all things considered, but it left things open just enough for a potential sequel. And sure enough, here we are. Yeah, uh, which makes me think that this did very well on Toonami. Uh, oh yeah, it probably rocked Toonami. Yeah, yeah, it probably rocked Toonami, which makes me think that they're doing this for the American fan base. Because I hope so, because we are in that fan base. This uh, that t- means this totally. Remember when I said when it first aired, I'm like, this is totally a Toonami show. It has that Toonami vibe to it, and then sure enough, it came to Toonami. So. Mm. It probably did uh, really now well. for those now now for those, and I mean Spencer, who's read a Cedo No Joe, this new season has been confirmed. It will deal with the concept of revenge. Which okay. Spencer, someone who's read a Cedo No Joe or seen a Cedo No Joe, do you have any idea what that could possibly mean? I have a couple ideas of what it could mean. And a better it to explain it easier to you guys is how many of you have seen the Rocky movies? I've seen a couple uh, of them, but not I've all seen, of them. I've seen all of them except Creed Two. Okay, so you know, yeah, pretty well versed. You know, Rocky Five. Yeah, the worst that. one. Yes. Ew. Oh no! No wait. Ah oh, fuck! I, I sorry. Which, not just Rocky just describe the plot, and then I can tell you which Rocky it is. Okay. So basically what you have is I think it's Rocky 2. How do we go with, from 5 to 2? Cuz I always there's like there's like eight Rocky movies. Yeah, there. there's eight Rocky movies. I get confused. Um basically somebody gets taken out that that, that that's close to Joe and he goes on a rampage pretty much. Oh, that's Rocky 4. Apollo Creed dies Apollo because Apollo Creed dies in the rain against Ivan Drago, That's and it. and uh, Rocky's like I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm kill Ivan Drago, and then he and then he defeats him, and then he has a speech where he's like Russia, America, stop fighting, and he ends the Cold War. He ends the Cold War. Is really that good. that's I know that actually happens, and it's fucking great. But whatever. Uh, so uh, yeah, yes. Uh, also. The fact that we did that we didn't get the ending of a Shida no Joe that you know happens in the manga uh, <laughs> means that it's a slight detour, but basically think like classic sports revenge story for the main character losing somebody close to them. Fuck it's yeah. good, okay? So good, so excited. <laughs> I'm I'm excited too. I think Shane's just excited to see more boxing action. That's what I, and hearing that theme and hearing that theme again. So whenever this comes out, it's going to be soundtrack of the year again. I'm right now. Well, it's soundtrack of the year, unless it's uh, if uh, uh, let's see. I, I want to hear the new tracks they have. To be mm-hmm. honest, uh, fuck it up. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm excited for Megalobox two because I also because Megalobox one slapped, and I'm very very excited for it. Uh, before uh, uh, let's get into some ex- let's get into some uh, industry news because this is a also a in- just because this is a anime podcast we like to talk about the industry itself and specifically this is about Funimation. Funimation just hired four new executives for their teams. This is this, this is the biggest 
hiring spree that ever gone on. Uh, so let's read this. Entertainment news website Variety reported on Tuesday that Funimation has hired four new executives to its management team. The new executives in their roles are Wenny Kazenstein as Vice President of Marketing, TJ Walker as Vice President of Creative, Beth Kawasaki as Executive Director of Brand Management, and Anna Sonko Adamayan, I'm probably butchering their names, but I'm sorry, as Vice President of Licensing and Merchandising. Kazenstein's role in particular is newly created and she will handle brand campaigns for Funimation. She formerly worked at NBC Universal, and she is uh, uh, Universal. Walker is served at the creative. In- Walker uh, was previously ter- uh, served as the interim creative director of Funimation for the past three months, and he previously worked. It worked mm-hmm. as the creative director at Hulu. Uh, uh, Kaposowski's brand management position will involve closely working with licensors. Her most recent position was at Loot Crate. She also worked at Viz Media for more than 10 years, and Adamian's previous position was an executive global director of an executive director of a global franchise manager at DC, and she's since moved to moved to Funimation. A lot of these were done because a lot of these were done uh, under the guidance of Sony. Sony was the one who made these new positions and put these people into place because these are some big ass people they put into place. Uh, uh, because Funimation, compared to other companies, it's not that big. Uh, they're an no. anime licensor. They're not going to have like the big money, but yet they're getting people from like Hulu, NBC Universal, DC, fucking uh, Mattel, all that shit involved. So, uh, so which inc- which as me and Shane discussed when this is when the Sony when the Sony buyout happened, uh, and this only I think uh, it. Makes my you know, makes my my thoughts more concrete on that. I think Sony wants to take Funi like more mainstream. I think they want to make them like a lot okay. bigger. I'll be hearing this. I'll be hearing this. So I uh, a lot bigger, and I think that's probably where they're go- probably where they're going with that. Uh, uh, probably where they're going with that. So let's move on to our last piece. Well, our last piece of news though is about the creator of Planet With. Which I think Shane will be very, very excited to hear. Uh, so, our last piece of news is from is, uh, our last piece of news is about Satoshi Mizukami, who is the creator of Planet With, who's launching a new manga. So let's read. Mag Gardens Mag Komi manga distribution website revealed on Wednesday that Satoshi Mizukami will launch. Sorry, the creator of Planet With. Uh, Lucifer, the Biscuit Hammer, and Spirit Circle will launch a new manga titled Saate no Sorte on the website on January 20th. The manga's tagline reads, When I was young, I traveled. It was a long, long journey. The Planet With manga manga is a part of JC staff and manga creators Mitsukami's original mech anime and manga project. Mitsukami's drawing the manga, which was launched in Sokosaki's Yorokin Ars magazine in April 2020. Uh, Shane, Kate, what, what Planet- about Planet With? Sorry, my mom made me take out meat for dinner. I had to leave for a second. What about Planet With? I uh, think, unfortunately for Matt, he did like 90% of that news story to himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too, long to read, too long didn't read. Creator hasn't, the creator of Planet With has a new manga coming out. Ooh. They don't title Sate no Sorte. Uh, I'll read it. Now, sh- Shane, you love Planet With, right? Planet With was top three for me last year. So, yeah, fucking good. Have you read Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer? I've read some of it, not all of it, but it is very good. Have you read Spirit Circle? No. But he did that too. I want to read Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. I've been meaning to for a very long time. Uh, I've heard it's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard the art is amazing. That uh, sounds hilarious to me. 
Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. The Biscuit Hammer. Biscuit Hammer. Okay, all you need to know about Mizukami, in it's the same as Planet With. Uh, it's uh, his stuff is like simultaneously. It sounds stupid on paper, but then you watch it and it's like surprisingly dramatic. It balances tones really well. Like it mixes comedy, drama, tragedy, and optimism really well. And it's all like so well paced and well fucking written. Planet, I I, I just want to reiterate: Planet With did a fifty episode long mech epic in twelve episodes, and it didn't feel rushed. Mm-hmm. Like I it's actually, that, actually, dude, it's ridiculous. Like that, that Planet With is one of the most impressive feats of writing I have ever like seen in an anime. It's ridiculously good. And, like, more people need to watch it. Also, everyone, everyone who's watched it has agreed that it's amazing. Yeah. So like, also, just for context, um, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, page one, starts with a telekinetic lizard telling a normal Japanese dude that he's here to destroy the evil wizard. <laughs> what? <laughs> which, it, which, by the way, is amazing. It's so. like a bearded dragon. <laughs> We it's just like us. it's just like I'm here to protect my princess from the evil wizard that will destroy this planet. And then the dude's like, "Man, it is it sure is nice outside today." Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. I have come and to yeah. request your assistance in saving this world from destruction. <laughs> and then he just looks out the window and is like, "Wow, it's really sunny out." That sounds amazing. One morning I woke up and there was a lizard in my room. We stared at each other until the silence was broken. It's ten ten volumes, by the way. So there's ten volumes. Yeah, it's like 60-something chapters. Oh, that's not bad. That's not long at all. Okay. Yeah. And then he also did uh, fucking Spirit Circle, which I've heard is equally good and then of course planet with which is just oh my god mm. uh uh fucking more more if you haven't seen planet with watch planet with for the love of god it's so only good 12 episodes you said yes it's only 12 episodes but it's best what it's so well it's so well written it's so it looks amazing oh my it's mm, mm. uh it's just so good uh fucking so so good and with that that is all the manga we have. Uh, that's all the uh, eight lose we have. Uh, so I think it's time we move on to our featured anime of the podcast, which, as you can see, is something... This is the first time we're doing. This is the first time we're covering the same anime twice. Uh, however, we are going to be doing... However, uh, in this in I, this case... I mean, if you want to be really technical, FMA... I mean, an FMA, but, like, this is the first time we're covering, like, the same show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this. The same show. And with that, we are going to be covering more of One Piece. Specifically, episodes 50, uh, 54 to, 90, uh, to 91? Yeah, 91. Uh, uh, because, uh, no, which will be covering the arcs, for, which will be covering the, uh, fucking, uh, what's the name of it? The first of Warship Island, it Warship, War, Island. Warship Island arc to the Drum Island arc, which is directed by Kodosuke Uda and written by Junki Takagami. It was it, it is from Studio, it's from uh, Toy Animation, and it aired. And these episodes aired from uh, January seventeenth, two thousand and one. Uh, 
2001 to December and December 9th, 2001, and is currently licensed by uh, Funimation. And you can go in the link in the description, and you can watch uh, watch it on both Crunchyroll and Funimation in sub and dub. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind that not all of One Piece is dubbed. Yeah. Uh, so. You may have to switch. And, al- and also for this for this section, uh, the early One Piece Crunchyroll has HD remasters of these these yes. portions. Yes, and they look they really do. nice. So yes, they do. Uh, which I don't know if Funimation actually has. No, they don't. Uh, they just have the standard 480p four by three. Oh, that sucks. Well, yeah, but HDV, uh, So if you want to watch, it's only in sub. But if you want to watch it. Which I highly recommend you do so because honestly, One Piece's sub is just as good as the dub. Mm-hmm. Because uh, those vo- Zoro's voice in the sub, mm. uh, <laughs> but you can uh, you can go and look up and watch all of that in the description below. Uh, this section of One Piece fall uh, this section of One Piece follows everything in the aftermath of Logetown, aka the the Straw Hat crew is now officially on its way to the Grand Line after they deal with some an, a Grand Line when. The first adventure in the Grand Line deals with the with the appearance of a mysterious organization only known no no it was a mysterious organization only known as Baroque Works a work uh, no, a group uh, a, a a criminal organization which seems to have unknown mysterious motives related to the country of Alabasta. They team up with a princess named Vivi who wants to go who wants to go back to Alabasta and warn her people about the dangers of Baroque Works. Uh, and of course, they go into a bunch of wacky situations along the way, including a uh, an adventure with the dragon, a whale, uh, a, gar- a, a island of giants, and a little reindeer named Chopper. All right, uh, Spencer has never seen this section of One Piece before. Let's so we'll start off with him, Spencer. You've returned into the world of One Piece. What did you? I think? am. Okay. Before I go on, I want to say this, and I mean this in the nicest possible way to both Matthew and Shane. And this is not an insult to the show. This is an insult to the fact that I've had to watch almost 100 episodes in like three months. Oh, wow. I am – no, I'm sick and tired of One Piece. (laughs) I, I am not Shane. I'm not nuts. Okay, One Piece is outstanding. It's fucking pure perfection. However, I'm not the person to watch stuff like this. So, please, Lord, no more One Piece until, like, fucking March. <laughs> and before my first pick of 2020 is Alabasta. <laughs> I, will, I will cut a backflip out of my window. <laughs> I will cut a backflip. And if I don't die, I'll watch Alabasta. But now that that's out of the way, uh, I'm. This show continues to be relatively consistent perfection. Um, I had issues with some of the with like the with the fact that there's just dragons all of a sudden, and like and like for an anime that so far has been. Aside from obviously like the superpowers, there's been no like mermaids or sea dragons or crazy <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> like, like it just kind of comes at a left field. Uh, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Vivi is the best. Vivi is the fucking Vivi. best. She is the best. No, I'm sorry, Miss Wednesday. Yes. Um, and I love her. And 
Every arc is the best. I bawled my eyes out at Thank Chopper's you. backstory. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but and also, I just love Tony Tony Chopper. So more yeah. One Piece was enjoyable, and I liked watching it. But for the love of God, no more for a while, please. You know what? Fair. Shane, how about uh, someone who is like me and insane would think of One Piece, of this section of One Piece? That's all I can play without copyright. <laughs> Five seconds. That's all I, that's Five all seconds. I, that's all I have. Play. it's One Piece. Matt, go. Like, I'm just going to be repeating myself. Just go. <laughs> Just go, like fucking, just fucking, go. just fucking. That's that's all. That's all he has to say is just one piece. Like there we go. Uh, fucking yeah. This section of One Piece is one of my personal favorites. Uh, mainly because Alabasta is one of my favorite arcs, but the build up to Alabasta is equally as good. Uh, one of the things that you'll notice about One Piece is that it does love. It takes its time letting the new villains for an arc. Uh, be built up and slowly but surely given this menace to them. They did this with Arlong in the East Blue Saga, where Arlong would be constantly referenced and hinted at until he actually shows up. Here, Baroque Works is given the same thing, and the mysterious Mr. Zero is, of course, the one that you need, is the one that they keep referencing, and there's a lot of really great build-up to that. Also, just the individual arcs are great. Fucking Whiskey Peak is fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. Little Garden is fantastic. Drum Island is one of my personal favorites. Uh, and even the even the little section with Laboon is great. The only mm -hmm. thing that I don't that I'm not a huge fan of is Warship Island, uh, which particularly on a rewatch doesn't really hold up. Uh, it's it's kind of it's out of place and it kind it's out of place and it very much feels like filler. It's one of the it's one it's a, one of the it's in my opinion one of the weaker filler arcs of the series, which is saying something because One Piece usually has pretty strong filler. You know, uh, unless you're fucking Ice Hunter. Oh, unless you're... I, I, we don't talk about that. We have to talk about it eventually. <laughs> and I'm not looking forward to that day. Uh, but whatever. Uh, well, whatever. In any case... In, in, in any case... What should I... No, in, in any case... Uh, what, uh, this section of One Piece... Really good. It's really, really solid. So let's talk about our favorite episodes from this section which oh 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 uh what it, uh spencer what's your favorite mm -hmm. episode of this section of one piece because there's only one choice listen i want to give it to chopper's backstory okay because it's sad and it made me cry but sheer entertainment i'm gonna cheat a bit matt all right because you know what i don't get to cheat that often off on this podcast. So I'm going to give my favorite episode to the entire Whiskey Peak arc. <laughs> the entire Whiskey Peak arc? The entirety of Whiskey Peak. All the four episodes. All four episodes. I don't give a shit. That's Zoro versus 100 men, dude. That's episode 64 to 68, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, um, that sounds yeah. about right. Yes. No it's, uh, no, it's 64 to 67. And yeah, it's four, yeah, four episodes long. Whiskey Peak's awesome, Whiskey dude. Peak rules. Uh, so, it na Whiskey Peak is ridiculous. <laughs> and, like, keep in mind, Whiskey Peak, you know, they'd already seen dragons and shit. 
but heaven forbid they drink whiskey. <laughs> then all of them, except for the resident alcoholic, falls asleep. And he needs to defeat a hundred men to save his crew. But then, Whiskey Peak is great, too, because you not only get Zoro versus 100 men, you get Zoro versus Luffy, which is honestly stupid, but that fight rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's, it's an amazing fight based purely on dumb bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It's literally a fight that's based on, like, nothing. Yeah. Like, it is... Just like, Luffy's it's... an idiot, that's it. <laughs> And then you get the, the intro, you get the introduction of Baroque Works, and then you get the twist yep. with Vivi and all of that stuff. Like, oh man, Whiskey Peak is something. Whiskey Peak, son. Whiskey Peak. For being only okay. four episodes, Whiskey Peak leaves a fucking impact. I still think and, the funniest. And the, that's right. Was it? And then it goes into Little Garden, which is the giant stuff, and that was that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. And then, the and then, um, uh, fuck it. And then, and then, and then uh, Ingram blows up. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then turns out he's alive later, uh, which I don't get. How did he survive that? He blew up. Like, how does anyone survive in early One Piece? <laughs> like, how the fuck like, does Pell survive in Alabasta? Dude, he got away really quickly. Exactly. So fucking Egerum got away really it, it, quickly. No, no, at least with Pell, he can fly. So there's at least some, like, you, you can just be like, okay, he flew. He flew. Egerum was on a boat, and he blew up. <laughs> well, maybe the explosion knocked him off the boat into the water, and he was still conscious, and then yeah, he, and he swam away. Shane. And then he swam away. He doesn't have devil fruit powers. He can fucking swim. That we know. Shut up, Matt. Just Stop. <laughs> Fucking, uh, L- uh, listen, shit, it's one of those shit. things where pre-time skip, like, no one fucking dies, and I just <laughs> accept it. <laughs> Alright, but Shane, let, we, let's pick the real best episode of this section, because it's episode 86. It's 86, uh, there you go. Hero looks cherry, cherry blossoms in the will that gets carried on. Yeah, there it is. Um, this, uh... Even on even on re- I rewatched this yesterday, and I literally the first thing I messaged Matt was tears for Hero Look. Hero Look, I, he did not. The Hero did not deserve that. He died in fucking vain, dude. He died. He died in vain. But he also, but he didn't because they ended up carrying out his will anyways. Eventually, at the end, event in the end, and Hero, but Hero Look died for Chopper, and yeah. it was emotional, and I love him. And I love Chopper, and that episode makes me ball like a little baby. Like a baby bitch. Like every single time, and I am so, so happy that Spencer got to experience, like, the same sadness that we did, because now we can, like, embrace the fact that this show is fucking sad. Sad. Man, nobody, nobody had to, like, they don't gotta do my boy Chopper like that. Yeah. They did, they did. And trust me, Spencer, they get even sadder from here, the Oh, you think it's oh, sad now? Just like, fucking wait. <laughs> I can't wait to get to all that shit. I can't wait to Robin. get to Robin shit. I can't wait to Frankie. get to Frankie. Oh, Frankie! Frankie and the sea train! <laughs> ah. 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 Tom! <laughs> but what Jimmy. about... 
But what about Laboon? Laboon! What? Laboon is the fucking saddest, dude. I don't know what happened. Laboon is the saddest, and he is super important later on because he okay. gets even sadder. <laughs> because there's a character that gets introduced that is tied directly to Laboon. Laboon's a fun-loving whale who just wants to guard the Grand Line, man. He hits his face against a wall and it bleeds because he <laughs> wants his friends back. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers! All his friends are dead. I expected as much. Laboon is Laboon. Yo, you know, four kids cut that uh, entire arc out. Yep. yep. And they replaced it with the, the Laboon got turned into an iceberg. <laughs> I forgot. About that. Dude, uh, worship arc isn't in the four kids dub. Yeah, I mean, because the dragon gets stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> and also what sorry we're, we're, apis <laughs> your grandpa dragon got fucking stabbed in the neck <laughs> and it's also, dead thank god because that's my least favorite art so far well it's fucking filler and honestly i'm starting to agree more and more with matt the more the the further you get along the less sense it starts to make because <laughs> dragons don't fucking exist <laughs> in one piece that's what what you keep telling me that dragons don't exist, and I'm watching um, <laughs> Warship, and I'm like, that that's why a dragon are there dragons? Say. Literally, why are there dragons? literally, that is the only time there is a dragon in One Piece, and it's fucking filler. So there you go, dragons don't fucking exist. <laughs> the only reason that the arc happened was because they ran out of they ran out of material, <laughs> and they had to play the 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 waiting game. So they're like, hey, yeah. fuck it, let's put in a dragon. Instead, now, instead, now One Piece doesn't do that. You know what One Piece instead is now? They drag it out. <laughs> they drag it out to ungodly lengths. <laughs> what, what, a single chapter? That's enough material for five episodes. Five episodes! <laughs> remember when, remember, remember what they're doing with Wano? I'm starting to feel the burn with Wano, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. It's good. It's good. It's don't, good. Don't it's just, man... Uh, the now that it now that I'm doing it weekly, man, uh, ah, <laughs> it's something. It's mm, mm. you. You might need to take breaks every few weeks and like binge like three episodes at a time. To be honest, that's what I. That's what sometimes I did, and it worked a lot better because it actually fit. Because I'm like, oh, okay, stint's actually happening. But uh, in any but in any case, let's talk about our favorite characters from this. Uh, oh, there's this section. Because there's actually quite a bit of characters that have time to shine. Uh, but here's the thing. Point. Let's talk about favorite character. Because there's only one choice. Yeah, there's only one choice. So let's go with Shaneford. I want to know what he I, I know who he is. We're going to go with his. Your name's Tony Tony Chopper. I gave it to you because I thought you could chop down trees with those antlers of yours. Pretty cool, huh? It's Chopper. <laughs> it's Chopper, yeah. It's, chopper. it's mine's Chopper. Spencer, how about you? Spencer, do you have chopper? chopper? He's a cute, loving reindeer, man. Then yes, it's Chopper. <laughs> he um, loves... He just wants to protect... And he wants to look after his dad. <laughs> and he's a reindeer. <laughs> but he can't do everything. <laughs> He's just one guy. I'm crying again, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
feel I feel that so I, I, much. I, 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 I heard it. He just wants to protect his dad, and I'm like, oh, he's crying. Oh no, here we go. So he has like 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 little little berry things, little pellets. <laughs> And he gets jacked. Oh, you mean the fucking rumble balls, dude? Yes, that's the rumble, rumble balls are fucking busted. The rumble balls, you know what they are? They're not. They're not berries. They're fucking like they're drugs. <laughs> Chopper <laughs> takes drugs. Chopper <laughs> is Captain America. Dude, Chopper is a is like a fucking druggie. That's all you need to know. That's why he's. That's why he's in medicine. He's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be like. Oh, he wants to make like. You know, like drugs and help people. No, he's literally just Walter White from Breaking Bad. He makes like <laughs> fucking mess. He's fucking making mess. He's like the Rumble Balls effects last for three minutes. That's all I need to defeat you. And then after three minutes, he's like, <laughs> I, I love how he's like. That's all I need to defeat three minutes, and then he doesn't defeat him. <laughs> fucking most uh, of the time, yeah. Most of the time, fucking Chopper kind of has like. Chopper has some really good fights later on, but man, his first fight is kind of like him getting body, to be honest. And then fucking, and then Spencer later on, he's like, more, I need more, and he starts popping multiple rumble balls, and if he pops too many, he turns into a kaiju. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's radical. It's pretty lie. radical. <laughs> It's pretty radical, dude. Okay, so yeah, Chopper's my, but also Chopper has like my the best development in this section, particularly well, yeah. because Drum Island is all about him. <laughs> well, he needs to he needs to learn how to trust humans again after you know he got shot multiple times. <laughs> yeah, he needs to learn how to trust humans, and he ever and he's like he's very shy, and he is a and and he's a deer who ate the human human fruit. Mm-hmm. Which turned him into an anthropomorphic deer, so he can stand on two legs and talk English. And he loves and he loves medicine. And his dream in the world is to create an anti an antivirus and like an antibody that cures all diseases. That's his dream. That's a noble dream, Chopper. Even though it will never happen. Even though it will never happen because of the way diseases. But who knows? This is a fantasy world. It could happen. Maybe maybe diseases work differently in the world of One Piece. I don't know. Nami came down with bigger cold, so I don't know what the fuck. Nami got uh, bit by a fucking prehistoric poisonous tick and somehow survived. <laughs> she got bit actually, by a big ass mosquito. Actually, I just want to. I just realized something that makes me kind of laugh. What? The arc about like finding a dragon and like you know like. <laughs> Seeing him being stabbed and all that stuff, that's not canon. However, the Straw Hats getting fucking wasted, that's canon. That's canon. <laughs> the Straw Hats getting turned into a wax sculpture, that's canon. That's canon. Remember trying to cut off his own leg? He fucking did. Zoro's just like, well, there's only one way we can get out of here. And then he grabs the sword. It's like, Zoro, what are you doing? It's like, well, I'm going to cut off my own legs, obviously. Why, why, why is your arm, like, up there? Well, if we're going to get turned into statues, might as well strike a pose. <laughs> if we're going to get turned into statues, I might as well look cool. My favorite thing... Okay, so before we go on to, like, the worst character, I want to talk about Little Garden for a second. Because Little Garden is, like, actually really fucking funny. Yeah. That arc is fucking hilarious. And fucking... 
I think I think Saji is like my favorite in that arc because he kind of just fucks off and he gets chased by a dinosaur. Yeah, no, my fa- one of my favorite Sanji moments from that arc is like him and Zoro are off doing their own like food hunting competition, and he's just walking through the jungle. And he's like, I have a feeling something's following me. Nah, that can't be it. And then just this fucking cardboard cutout of a dinosaur just pops out of the grass like rah. <laughs> He just like pops out of nowhere, like I'm a T Rex. Okay, and remember when he, you know, faked an entire persona yeah. in order to fucking fool Baroque Works? <laughs> this is Mister Zero. What's your status, Mister Three? Who the fuck is Mister? Th- oh, oh, yeah. Um, things yeah. are fine here. The Straw Hats are all dead. You don't have to send anyone. Uh, yeah. We're all good. Uh, uh, fine. We're all fine. Uh, just a gas leak. Uh, how are you? <laughs> how you doing? Uh, uh fucking um. I love. I just and then and then the fucking, um, God, I don't even remember their names. The fucking the otter and the vulture. (laughs) I don't even remember their names. The unluckies. That's it. The fucking unluckies show up to confirm, and then he's just while on the phone, Sanji beats the shit out of them. (laughs) (laughs) And then and then fucking crocodile's like, "What's happening over there?" It's like, "Uh, uh, Straw Hat was still alive. Sorry, but I fucking killed him. Don't send anyone." (laughs) <laughs> Both okay. These two arcs, or three arcs, I'd say actually, uh, re- re- eh. reverse island. Sorry, reverse mountain. Reverse mountain. Re- reverse mountain. Whiskey Peak and Little Garden make three of my favorite arcs I've watched because it's absolute insanity. Like <laughs> reverse mountain is sad. Okay, it's really sad, and Laboo is sad. But then you get to Whiskey Peak, and you're like, this is stupid. This is four episodes of stupidity. And everyone gets fucking hammered. Hammered. And then Zolo's like, you can't defeat me because I'm a functioning alcoholic. Did you just call him fucking Zolo? Did you just... Zoro. Zoro. I cannot fucking believe this. You said said Zolo. Did I? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was 100% just a project. Matt, kick him out of the call. I cannot fucking believe this. Do it. Do it now. As a One Piece fan, I am insulted. As a person, as a human being, I am... (laughs) (laughs) What's that? I can't hear you over my power. That's what you get, fucking dickbag. You fucking cunt. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyways. But, yeah. Little Garden is insane. It's kind of stupid. Fuck it up. But let's talk about Wee's favorite characters now, because there's only one choice for this. I uh, don't understand one... how he's still fucking alive. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, fuck it, I, I don't. There's only one choice for Lee's favorite character, Ed Spencer. Who is it? Uh, Tin Plate, is it Waffle? Waffle! Waffle, yeah. Fuck this guy. Waffle can guy. suck my dick! <laughs> <laughs> I hate Waffle so much. He's so annoying. <laughs> He's just I, like, ah, I am the king of Drum Kingdom. All must bow down to me. Also, I eat a lot of things. <laughs> and give me wood. I eat wood. I, I eat wood, wood and stone and snow. I am the worst. <laughs> he just eats everything and he takes like fuck it. And he, 
<laughs> he just fucking... Remember when he fucking turned into a cannon? <laughs> yes. Remember when he ate himself and lost, like, 200 pounds? Oh, yeah, he did that. That's yeah, he did. He fucking Remember ate himself. He, he turned himself into the Waffle House. <laughs> what? <laughs> You know when Waffle... It's like, I'm a, I'm a fucking factory now. Anything I eat becomes to... something new. His name is the Waffle House. It's like Waffle House, but the Waffle House. The Waffle House. The fucking... The, the Munch Munch Factory. The fucking the Munch Munch Factory. Oh, a fucking... And then he eats... Uh, he eats his two subordinates and they fuse into one? That's the power of the Munch Munch Factory. Fucking, he t- I love right now, he turns himself into a house, my yeah. dude. He's like BG if BG wasn't cool. <laughs> Pretty much. And also wasn't B- like a fucking Italian mobster. <laughs> Spencer, for some context, BG is the godfather if the godfather had the ability to turn into a European castle. <laughs> <laughs> what the? <laughs> He ate the castle castle fruit. It gives him all the properties of a castle. Was Oda just fucking like flipping open a uh, flipping open a dictionary and just pointing at a word and went castle? Hmm. I'm gonna have a guy who can turn into a castle, but he also leads a fucking gang. He he's literally the Godfather, dude. What he fucking has, like, arc is this? That's arc. whole this whole cake. That's whole cake. Yeah, this isn't until like. 800 episodes later. <laughs> he's one of the fourth generation, too. Yeah. Which, he's, he's introduced in fucking, um, in, uh... In what, Sabaody? Sabaody, yeah. And then you see him in Whole Cake. I love him. Though. I love BG. He's great. Wapple <laughs> is everything that BG isn't. <laughs> yeah, Wapple's like lesser BG. Wa- okay, Wapple is... He he's the stereotypical like f- king that's fallen from grace. He won't shut the fuck up about how great he is. He's a asshole. <laughs> he I I don't like looking at him. <laughs> Can we talk about some uh, like honorable mentions for best characters though? Because there's a lot of characters in this section. Yeah, fuck Wobble. Uh, We're done talking about Wobble. He sucks. Yeah, Wobble. Uh, Let's talk about some other characters because honestly, this section is filled with so many great characters that I want to mention them all. Uh, Mister Three, great villain. Mister Three uh, is great, and he comes back, and he's also great. Yeah, Mister Three's great. Uh fucking uh, Miss, uh fucking uh, what's her name? Uh, the Paint Girl. Uh, Miss Golden Week, I think is her name. Yes, Miss Golden Week. Uh, uh, really fucking cool powers. I one love of her the abilities. one of the best fights in Little Garden is her just fucking with Luffy's emotions. <laughs> when she turned, when Luffy just starts drinking tea. This is some nice tea. <laughs> and Nami's like yelling at him. It's like we're gonna die, idiot! Put down the tea. <laughs> fucking um. Fucking, uh, uh, Zoro, of course, owns Whiskey Peak. Mm-hmm. Fucking Usopp, during, uh, during Little Garden, is, like, top-tier Usopp. Uh, the, these giants, really good- these giants are the warriors that I've always wanted to be. They're honorable. They're, they're, they're loyal. I want to be just like them. I want to go to Elbath one day. They're going to Elbath one day, right? Yeah, like, I we've talked so. about this. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Dory and Bragi are also fucking great, and I love them. 
They're like they're just like happy giants. And I I, uh, I, yep. I love the fact that like whenever they get asked why are you fighting, they're like I don't remember. <laughs> and then it, and then their backstory is like oh they are literally doing the same shit that Zoro and Sanji were doing. And they fought about it for a hundred years. <laughs> Their backstory's so stupid. And it's like, which one of you? Which one of you caught the bigger animal? Huh? Well, mine's clearly bigger. No, mine's bigger. You want to fight about that? A hundred ah! years later. Fucking, I love. Uh, fucking, it's it's pretty fucking great. Uh, if it wasn't for Chopper, my favorite would have been Vivi. Vivi, yeah, Vivi is one of my favorite characters. Vivi's like one of my favorite characters in the entire series. Like I love Vivi. Um, uh, this is also Alabaster that she really shot. So like, uh, this is where um, fucking uh, yeah, Nico take Robin take is introduced, right? Nico Robin is not in this section. However, you are like next episode. Oh, okay. She's like literally the next fucking episode. I'm pretty sure. Is she? I need to double check. No, she she shows up in the section like very briefly. Because um, yeah, she's Miss All. Yeah, they leave they leave Whiskey Peak and they're on their way to the Little Garden, and then she shows up on the Mary. Oh she yeah, has her she monologue. does. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, she's Miss All Sunday. Yeah, she's Miss All yeah, Sunday. She, yeah, that's yeah, Nico that's Robin. Robin. Uh, I always forget. Yo, the fucking uh, four kids dub gave her a southern accent because she is dressed in a cowboy outfit. Yeah, she's dressed in a cowboy outfit, dude. Get it? You get it? Shut up! God damn it! I hate four kids. Just Fuck stick it, to uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Just... Don't hate Turn four kids. Into an iceberg. An iceberg hate. can't have an emotional backstory. Unless it's like Pixar. If Pixar makes a movie about a fucking iceberg, there there you go. If Pixar makes a short... They, they, I mean, they've already made a short film about a volcano, so they can About a volcano, about a dumpling, about a ball of yarn in the workplace that's full of misogyny. <laughs> Subscribe to Disney Plus. Yeah, subscribe to Disney Plus for eight ninety nine Canadian a month. Anyway, <laughs> uh, fucking, I absolutely fuck it. But yeah, uh, let's talk about some other things. Uh, let's talk about how this are how this uh, uh, in terms of animation wise, there's not much difference from the stuff in the in East Blue. This looks pretty much there's like a there's a the slight uptick in terms of like Sakuga moments, but it's yeah, relatively it's the more. same quality. Yeah, it's a little bit more, but there's it's relatively the same quality, same like watercolored backgrounds and mm-hmm. the distinct character designs. Uh, particularly, I want to give note in terms of animation. I really want to give note to the Waffle fight because it looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, especially when Luffy beats the shit out of. And you know, it also has the iconic moment of him holding up Hirolux flag on top of the castle. Yeah, which is one of my favorite One Piece moments of all time. It's actually. what it's like. It. Aside from, like, the walk to Arlong Park, this is, like, the defining moment of early One Piece. Yeah. When he raises the flag. Yeah, it's it's such a great moment. Uh, Particularly, fucking, uh, everything with Chopper is great. Fucking, anything anything else positive we want to talk about here? I mean, this show just sounds pretty. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, the music is really good here, too. Chopper's theme is great. Yep. Um, 
Uh, fucking Chopper Steam is great. The new or both OPs that play during this section are great. Um, as Shane will note that he loves the second opening to death. Uh, he'll play it again. I don't know. I, I He might be prepping something because he's not saying Shit, anything. there's an ad. Fuck. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta, I gotta learn about fucking yogurt or whatever. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's all I can play. That's all I can play. That's all I can play without avoiding copyright. I love, uh, fucking, I love the OPs here. I taught you so well. Yes. Yeah, I love the OPs here. Uh, fucking... Oh, we forgot to... Oh, fucking, we forgot to fucking mention, uh... What's his name? From Drum Island. Dalton! Dalton, yes! Honestly... Oh, we forgot to mention... Dalton's great. Dalton is awesome and the part in chopper's backstory that on this rewatch got me the most is it's right after here look sacrifices himself and then chopper rushes the castle that clash he has with dalton when dalton's like don't sacrifice your life for these cowards that's what real that's the part that really got me this time it was like oh fuck dalton fuck dalton uh, Dalton's great. I love Dalton. Uh, his devil fruit power is cool. He's a he has zone. the ox ox fruit. He, yes. he, 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 he turns into an he turns into an ox man. Uh, and he's great. Fucking Doctor Kirahe is fucking the best. Doctorine, she's a Doc- no, not a single day above one hundred and thirty nine. Remember it. Uh, not a single day out of 139. The a badass grandma. That's yeah, badass granny doctor that kicks the yeah. shit out of Sanji. <laughs> fucking, I love that. Fucking, uh, fucking, uh, we also see, briefly see Ace here too, which mm-hmm. is, oh, uh, and they mentioned Blackbeard. Yeah, they mentioned Blackbeard as early as what, Little Garden? Yeah, and they mentioned fucking will of the will of D is the first one. It's the first time we hear that. Uh, we they mentioned dragon. There's a lot of really great stuff in this. Uh, also, in... Um, one of my favorite parts of uh, this section is um, Luffy's climb up the mountain in Drum Island when he's carrying <laughs> Nami and Sanji on his back, like killing himself to get up this fucking mountain. Yeah, it's same. great. Yeah, fuck it. It's it, it, it's so good. It's so good. Also, fucking um, uh, speaking of like Vivi, I really love like how the how like uh, out of all the straw hats, I I think the dynamic with Vivi, I love those. I love Nami and Vivi's dynamic like mm-hmm. a lot, and like they both like both of those two characters together. I want to see more of that. That's uh, what I was gonna say. Yeah, Nami and Vivi together are great. Uh, and just, uh, fucking just Vivi in general is great, and she gets a lot um, to do here. I fucking love Baroque Works. Oh, Baroque Works? they yeah. are so cool. <laughs> like, the, which, one's, kind which, of, one, which one didn't you meet in, um, Alabasta? Not Alabasta, in, uh, Whiskey Peak. Whiskey uh, Peak, you meet... Mr. Uh, five and Miss Valentine. And Miss Valentine. She turns out to be Vivi. I and think you meet Miss- Mr. Thirteen as well, don't you? Uh there's no Mr. Thirteen. There's no Mr. Thing. Thirteen. I'm going to the wiki. 
I'm going to the wiki. There's um you you meet Mr. Five and uh Miss Valentine. Miss Valentine has the kilo kilo fruit so she can change her weight on a whim. And Mr. Five, yeah. I can't remember what fruit he has, but he, he can create explosions. No, and no, and you no, and you meet uh oh yeah. No, Mr. Five, he uh his name is his actual name is Jem. Um and he and he can turn any part of his body into a bomb. Yeah. Okay. But he mainly uses boogers. Technically speaking, they do have names, but it's the unluckies. Yeah. It's the unluckies. They are Mr. Thirteen is the otter, and Miss Friday is the bird. Oh, yeah, right, they, so they just call them the unluckies. unluckies. So. Yeah. So uh, wait until you get to uh, Alabaster Spencer and you meet fucking uh, Mr. One. Mr. One. Ah, yes, Mr. One. Is he the, uh... Uh, like, he, he is, like, like the second more second in command he has to be. He, no, second in command is Miss All Sunday. He's, like, the... He's the head... He's the highest-ranked uh, main officer. Okay. And, of course, you're also gonna meet Mr. Two. The Bon Cure. <laughs> oh, Bon Clay. Oh. Bon Clay, yes! Who? Ah. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil him. Uh, don't spoil him, please. But like, he is absolutely the best Baroque Agents character by a landslide, uh, and he is amazing, and I love him. Uh, but yeah, is there anything else we want to talk about? Because I mean, like, second verse, same as the first, right? Yeah, because because I'm pretty much done here. So second verse, same as the first. You talk about One Piece once, like you've. <laughs> You pretty much brought up everything there is to bring up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless there's any other th- uh, things that Spencer wants to bring up in terms of things he liked. I um, honestly, I just think that going forward with One Piece, there's going to be a lot more interesting stuff that they can do now that they kind of have an organization like obviously the marines have always been like a villain but they haven't done anything intrinsically villainous unless you count worship but that's non-canon that's not canon um so like but baroque works to me is like the first true like ensemble villain cast Mm -hmm. and they're fascinating people uh um uh, what was the paint girl again? Uh, Miss Golden Week. Miss Golden Week. Fascinating character. I loved her. Um, Mr. Three is a very interesting villain uh, with an interesting devil fruit. Like, the wax wax uh, fruit can do so much for mm-hmm. being wax. Yeah. And I just, once again, uh, feel like this is something unique. And don't do what Shane did and watch it in like three weeks. No, 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 but, no, no. Do what do exactly do what exactly Shane what did. I did. Don't do what Shane did. But if you want, if you ever feel like you have nothing else or a season's dead, then honestly, I recommend sitting down and watching a couple episodes of One Piece because it never ceases to amaze me the consistent uh, talent. That is shown in One Piece. Yeah, and creativity. The this shows the difference between Spencer and I's people. 
Because Spencer has watched like 90 episodes in the span of the last three months. And he's like, I'm fucking sick of this. Like, I need a break. Whereas I watched 800 episodes in half that span. And literally every new arc, I was like, let's fucking go. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a fucking crazy bastard. I'll, I'll admit that. Shane just loves One Piece. Yeah, but um, this is also the point where... Like, the end of this section is where One Piece starts to lose some of its innocence. Because past this point, it starts to get a lot more political. Yeah, it gets dark. Alabasta gets darker. It gets a little bit more. uh, Stuff happens to Luffy in Alabasta where you start to realize that, oh, shit. The Star Hats might be in over their heads on this one. Um, And this is a, a Alabasta is for was for a long time my favorite arc of the show Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of very good reasons for that i think it's absolutely excellent but of course that's up for another time but we're just covering this section and with that i think we need to i think we're we're ready for final scores is there any negatives anyone wants to bring up i also okay we can talk about warship because honestly i think that's the only like time in one piece that uh, that's the only time in this section that's like one piece is like this is like uh, that section is eh. Yeah, it's fine. Like it's still it's still good, but I I was like, this is an anime. <laughs> like it, it, it has, has animation. Like, it has animation. It, it, it has keyframes. Like it, it's still good, but like just considering where things go from here on out, it's it it doesn't hold up as well. I Shane was it's raving to me when he first watched Warships. I don't know. I was you're... like, I like this. Grandpa Dragon is fun. It's a good filler. And then Matt was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about that one, Chief. Wait till you get to episode 506 and then and get then back to what? me. And then and then he did and he watched it and he got back to and me. And I was, he like, was like, oh, I understand now. <laughs> and now uh, my biggest issue with the arc is that I think it, I, my biggest issue with it uh, mostly is that I think it's weight. I think it's emotionally manipulative. As sin, uh, like what? It, it it it's like it's the perfect example of like Oda was not involved with Warship. I think it's the only one of the few filler arcs he was not involved with, uh, and you can clearly tell uh, because one of the things that makes Oda's writing so great and what makes his emotional moments not feel manipulative is the fact that they mean something and they also they don't feel like they're like just there to get like a rise out of the audience they they have a purpose they have a distinct they they're there because the plot deems it well, yeah. I don't think there was any particular reason for the dragon to die other than to like I don't think I don't think there's any reason for the dragon to die uh she hates pirates because, you know, her mother was killed by Arlong. It's not just because her mother was killed because plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it was, it, it was a, it, yeah, it was, it, it because like the, when the dragon was killed, because it, it's emotionally manipulative and it, it does not feel like what Oda would do. That being said, the dragon does look really cool. Yeah, it's like a fucking elder dragon. And there are some really, and because it is filler, there's a lot more. There's actually some really impressive. They don't. Have, they're not constrained by the. They're not constrained by manga panels for this one. 
So there's a lot of really interesting like camera angles and storyboarding styles mm-hmm. that would later that are tested in Warship that later go on in future episodes of One Piece. And so because of that, so because of that, it visually looks really great. Um, however, it is definitely story-wise not as good. That being said, I li- that's literally the only negative I have. This section of One Piece is really fucking good, so I can't really complain. Yeah. Okay. I think now we're ready for final scores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Spencer. Spencer. Uh, ten out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten for ten, me as ten well. Out of ten. This like ten. What else do you think we were going to give it? Like, the only thing that could bring it down is Warship, but that it's not enough. It's so negligible because it's only like seven episodes. Yeah. You easily skip it. And like, it's, it's still, familiar. Warship is fine. So it's Warship like, as, a, as an arc, it's fine. Like, it's enjoyable. It's got some great pieces of animation. And the final fight of that arc is admittedly really good. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's definitely worth checking out. It's just... It's just that, like, but just that because it's because it's just weaker than everything else. This section. Yeah. That's also because everything else. This section is so it's fucking good. Amazing. Is so fucking good that it doesn't matter anymore. Particularly Drum Island, which is just such a fantastic piece of One Piece. Like, and yeah, go on. No, just a fantastic piece of One Piece, and it's also like it's also Christmas art. Yeah, like okay, uh, this section has Reverse Mountain. Where we get Laboon. Laboon is fucking sad and also very important. Whiskey uh-huh. Peak, Zoro versus the Hundred Men. Little Garden, the introduction of Giants and Elbaf. And then Drum Island, you know, Chopper, Here Look, all that stuff. Like, it's just, this section is like back to back amazing arcs all the way through. It really is. Like, it's just fantastic stuff mm-hmm. all the way through. And with that, this was our last anime for cover for the year. Yeah, this is our yeah. last normal episode of the, of the year. We will be doing one more episode in the year, but it will be our annual. But as for last year, it will be a special episode that will be our in, our annual uh, year end awards. So everybody year end awards, which means that after this time, us in real life will be will be starting to finalize our picks uh, for the awards. It's that time of year uh, again. It's that time of year again, boys. Time mm-hmm. to finalize and not talk about it with anybody. Yeah, time to rack my brain over all of these fucking choices. Yeah, time to rack your brain. You got two weeks. Um, we're all gonna get to. Uh, well, again, just like last year, we're all gonna get together, get some, have some fun, and just kind of record and just shoot the sh- the. But that po- that podcast, like last year, will be a more shoot the shit kind of like chill podcast where we're just kind of looking, reflecting back on the year. Uh, and celebrating the best and worst of of anime that that what anime brought us in 2019. With that being said, I'm your host Matt, aka Legion Rex. You can find me at on YouTube at Legion Rex, as well as on YouTube at Deet Stan account, aka at Legion Rex, where I post a bunch of stupid crap. Uh, with me, I also have my co-host Shane, aka the Bearded One. You can have find him on YouTube at Bearded Gaming Network, where he posts let's plays, unboxings, gameplay videos. Uh, podcast and a bunch of other stuff that I think everybody would enjoy. Uh, his most recent video is uh, him playing Terry from uh, the Terry video <laughs> uh, from uh, Smash. Uh, definitely go check that. It's honestly one of my favorite. The favorite I've watched it like five times. It's like one of the fav- my favorite videos he's ever done. So I think that. So definitely go check that out. You can also find him on Twitter at BGN where he posts uh, about his love of Disney Plus. 
um yeah. and how much he's just yeah <laughs> and how much he loves it right now uh, i mean darkwing duck dude like you've been watching he's been watching the mickey mouse short yeah those uh, those should those paul rudder shorts are fucking great go watch them. yeah they are dude uh with v i also have my co-host spencer you can find him on twitter at barry burton with two e's two e's, two e's. Uh, don't forget he posts cosplayer photos um you know what every time we plug him he posts a tweet just to spite us so let's see what it's gonna yeah, be this post- time yeah I, i'm interested to see what it is now uh is he uh, ho- uh i'll see uh, i'll need to see if he's posting something i'm i'm typing right now let's see Q hell Oh, he just Ready? he he just posted I'm, a fan art of uh, On and Ryuji from P5 being cute. So hey, there's that. So, there you go. But but give me one second. I'm finalizing my tweet right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, he I'm, retweeted that Persona, that Persona Five uh, art, which is like adorable. There we go. I tweeted. Elon Musk made a knockoff Hot Wheels car. <laughs> Prove me wrong. You're not wrong. I'm retweeting that. That's funny. Yeah, I'm not getting it. Also, remember this is this is the guy who the, follow Spencer at Beery Burton with two E's for such great Please. content as my father was killed by a devil orange tree called Jim Jim John. <laughs> at this point, I feel sad in the sweet apple falling from the fuck tree is dead. <laughs> the apple. That fucking apple tree shit. Uh, <laughs> go follow him for but, quality content like that. But but then also follow at Beauty Gaming N for I don't drink any orange juice due to hatred against Tangerine. <laughs> I don't drink orange juice. I don't drink orange juice out of spite villains. for the death of my father who was killed by an orange tree. <laughs> to which I responded with, I agree to date. I was afraid of naked adjust citrus fruits since I pulled the blessed demon blade axe. Uh, I believe that I will meet once at Nakayama Dakuma High School. We can finally destroy a good citrus empire. <laughs> citrus empire. <laughs> this sounds like an anime. We gotta do it. Uh, we gotta do it now, man. My father was killed by an orange Is tree. this citrus? Named Jim Jim John. <laughs> Jim Jim John. Is this citrus? Uh... All right, we're we'll uh, see you in yeah. two weeks for year end awards. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Yeah, we'll see you in two weeks for the year end award. Goodbye. Have a have a have a good have a good week. Thank you for listening to the Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to the Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.